This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Happy Monday, folks. Hope the weekend was good. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Cleary are with you today. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's it going, man? It's going fantastic, man. I had a great weekend. How was yours? Not too bad, actually. Um, I actually got to relax, watch NFL football yesterday. Ooh. So it was it was actually very enjoyable. A little relaxation. Um, yeah. How? What did you do this weekend? Um, went to my grandma's and we had a really early Thanksgiving cause her Ooh, and my mom early. and one of my cousins are going to be in Puerto Rico, uh, till December my grandma and my cousin until I think February. So, mm-hmm. uh, we decided to have an early Thanksgiving there and then Sunday was just a nice lazy day. We sat around doing nothing. I watched the Patriots for three quarters and then CBS was like, yeah, this game's a blowout. We're going to go to a different game. That's pretty impressive though. And I hated it. I wanted to watch the entire game, but it's fine. Um, yeah, the the Patriots played pretty well though. Mac Jones yeah, played pretty did. well. Mac Jones, dirty player, good quarterback. How how do you feel about the comparisons? I saw multiple times on we're Twitter. We're not doing the Tom Brady thing. Are we not doing we're not that? Doing the Tom Thank Brady goodness. Thing. Mac I, Jones, it's way is too Mac early. Jones. It's way too early. Yeah, I saw this thing on Twitter and it was like Bill Belichick found his next Tom Brady. I mean, he found his like, next oh, franchise. No. He found his next franchise quarterback for as long as Bill Belichick wants to continue to be the coach in New England, but. I don't know about the next Tom Brady. We'll see. I think it's very early to tell. If he turned into the next Tom Brady, I'd be cool with it. Well, yeah, I'd be cool with six more Super Bowls. Speaking of Tom Brady, what was going on with with Brady yesterday Look, against Washington? We're gonna have to ask deep. Maybe we bring DP in for the final segment and we talk about that. But I wow. I can't tell you about that. He looked like garbage. Well, and I will say this: and Chase Young tore his ACL. Sad. That's sad. Garbage. Tom Brady finished two twenty, two touchdowns, two picks yesterday against Washington in their twenty nine to nineteen loss to the football team. I will say I was bummed and I was a little annoyed with the with the Bucks because I had their defense on my fantasy team. Mm. And they played they didn't play horrible. Like the defense didn't play horrible. Mm-hmm. It was more of a they got the ball at the Tampa Bay thirty yard line, they'd allow a field goal and that's points against me. Yeah. So it It's okay. I started Lamar Jackson. You would think ooh. he would beat the Dolphins and put up great numbers, but apparently how how is your your fantasy team going? Uh, two of them, I think I'm 500, and the third one, I'm like six and two. So surprisingly, I am seven and two in one, and eight wow. and one in the other. Look at you. I, I granted it doesn't matter until the playoffs come along, but it helped last night having Patrick Mahomes who put up 45. I think I won in all three though this week, so that's cool. It was. I think I'll make the playoffs in all of them. In one of in the one where I'm like six and two. 
I feel really good about it. I've been kind of mm-hmm. kind of smashing people. Although my team, I don't think is very good. I think I have Jalen Hurts as my starting quarterback. Yeah, and somehow good. I'm I'm getting all these wins. It's whatever. It's fine. No, it's good. As always, four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sutter Heyman text line. Both of those open for you all hour long here, as well as the Sutter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. You can reach out to Rico and I on Twitter as well, Nick underscore Sainert, and at Radio Rico AC. A little bit of a outlook of the show today. We'll kind of recap the weekend. Texas lost to Kansas, which was a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> they almost they almost blew it, but love the call at the end of the game by Lance Leipold, the former Buffalo coach, to go for two in overtime. You you have to at that point. You lost one, to modern day Rudy. Yeah, you're one. You're right. Also, the video of the parents that was really on cool. the other end zone, not knowing it's their kid. Exactly. Like, is that him? That's our son. That's our son. That that was really really cool to see. Um, the the emotion there. And I kind of want to just talk about Texas's demise because we demise we Texas. we think it's kind of interesting here in Lincoln talking about Nebraska football. I made the decision that night after they lost to Kansas to listen to a post game call in show down Ooh. in Austin. And the first question, I kid you not, been fun. the first question involved Nebraska. So we'll talk, or the the first comment that somebody called in uh-huh. involved Nebraska. So I'll get to that here in a second. Of course I, I want to talk about Nebraska's red zone troubles. How do they fix them? I, I kind of dove into CFB stats and all the hidden yardage as well that Nebraska has given up or or not. They've they've fallen short on um, whether that's the all the sacks that they're allowing, all of the. Um, punt return yardage that they are allowing as well, despite d- despite their coverage unit being probably the best phase of the special teams game this season. We we it, it's it's their punt coverage or kick kick punt, return coverage. Punt. I think punt coverage, punt coverage has been pretty, has been decent. Yeah. Now, I feel decent, like you could also kind of put that kind of put that on the punter. They're putting it up there long enough. You know, you've you've had a couple shanks here and yes, there, but you have. the punters this season are actually you know putting enough distance and putting it up there long enough for the coverage to get down there. They haven't been out kicking their coverage uh, very often, and they haven't been kicking low line drives mm-hmm. right at guys where they have time to catch it, survey the field, and, and find a lane to get to. Yeah, and I wanted to touch that touch on the hidden yardage thing because the a sports source analytics Twitter account posted all these these statistics of Nebraska and talked about how they how how Nebraska football should not be three and seven, but here they are. If I had a nickel and, for and every time I saw yes, that. exactly, and and I want to kind of talk about that a little bit because yes, they're three and seven, and yes, the the success percentage per play is is better than the national average, and a lot of their statistics are better than the national average, but there's something missing. There's some disconnect, and. The only thing that you can, one of the things that you can point to is the hidden yardage. And so I'll dive into that, talk about where they rank in terms of other teams as well, who's around them. Um, I can just tell you right now, they rank 101st in the country in terms of net punting yards. Not good. Um, that, that allows other their opponents to get a very good field position, which Nebraska's defense is great. But it'd be ideal if you didn't have to rely on them every single series and every single game to to win you a football game. If, if the offense could help out a little, bit. if your defense doesn't start on the wrong side of the fifty, and they don't have to worry about you know allowing somebody to get into field goal range in two plays. They could be a lot more aggressive, and they yeah. could they could probably possibly be even better than they are. Exactly, and then and then in the middle segment here, we'll talk about Scott Frost, some of the things he said today. I, I have a little bit of a problem with his with his contract and how everything is laid out or not laid out for 
for a, a lack of a better word to say, I, I just think um, there needs to be some accountability. You want more transparency? Transparency and accountability, two of my favorite things. And um, that, that could be why Nebraska struggled, is the whole accountability, the latter part. Um, and, and so we'll talk about that a little bit later on. And then Savion Morrison entered the transfer portal about a half an hour ago. Sad. So we will we'll touch on that. But first, all right, so Texas loses to Kansas. They scored, what was it, 21 points to go up 35-14 to 14 in like a blink of an eye, which was a lot of fun to watch. It was one of those things. I was at, I was at a, a sports bar over the weekend, and we were watching it, and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, Texas is going to come back. They're going to be able to uh, find their way back in this game, number one, because they're probably the better team than Kansas. Number two, Kansas is horrific on the road in Big Ten, Big 12 conference games. Like, what, 57 straight losses? Yeah, something it, it was not. Lines? Well, and Texas hadn't lost to Kansas at home in such a long time as well. They have lost in Kansas They have in the last 10 they, years, they, I believe. They sure have. So after the game, everything you know happened, unfolded the way it did. And after the game, I, I tuned into a post-game show, call-in show from Texas, and the first caller says, here, I tweeted about it. I How did to, you find it? I literally searched Texas Sports Radio Call-In and on Twitter. Huh. Yeah. And one of the pers- people posted a link. Yeah. And it so was you, this. So you just went to the first one. So I just went to the first one I found. And it, it seemed pretty pretty popular here. Let me go to my, my profile here because I have... Um, I have the quote. I tweeted out the quote earlier. You tweeted out. I liked it. It was funny. Yeah. Oh, well, right. I just don't depending get it. on depending on your yeah. your view of things. It was either funny or sad or demoralizing mm-hmm. or what have you. So it was kind of interesting to hear the parallel between Nebraska, how we kind of talk about Nebraska's program, and how the Texas sports radio hosts down there in Austin kind of talked about their program. They took a call from from caller Jose, and here is what he said: "Quote." I'm worried UT is turning into Nebraska, who is in shambles and fears, and I fear that Texas will never be back to national prominence. That was one of the quotes that that, that caller Jose said, and he also talked about how they need to get rid of Sarkeesian right now. Well, caller Jose, I am not a Texas radio host, and I don't follow the Texas Longhorns as closely as the people you were probably talking to, but... uh, I can tell you one thing. Sark isn't going anywhere, first no off. Uh, and secondly, if Texas never rises back to prominence, there is something there is something beyond drastically wrong, wrong. Beyond wrong with that program. Because being where it is, the the history it has behind it, mm-hmm. the 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 cachet that's saying that you know you played for, for uh the Texas Longhorns um, the the way that that carries, if Texas doesn't get back to national prominence, I'm not saying national titles, but back into you know at least playing for possibly future SEC championships yeah. and being in the national discussion, there is something much more serious going on with Texas because where they are, the the amount of recruits they can get and everything surrounding that program should allow them to be well, much better than they are. And now they're going to be going into a conference that may be the best conference in all of college and football. Sh- and again, that should help them even more. Exactly. You can have so, two losses and still make the college football playoff. Good point. And I, I kind of touched on this at the end of Tom and Bach there. They pay out Tom Herman's buyout after he goes 7-3. and three. Now they pay Steve Sarkeesian $36 million to come in and there's lofty expectations. 
He has Bijan Robinson in the backfield. Who, not anymore. Not yes, yes. Three hours ago, it announced that he's out for the season. But at one time this season, may have been one of the best players in the country, if not just the best running back in the country, and that's going up against Kenneth Walker. One of the most electrifying. Absolutely, that is true. Texas is now sitting at four and six with a loss to Kansas at home. Eesh. They had a big lead on Oklahoma and lost that one when Caleb Williams comes in to save the day. <laughs> you lost to Arkansas earlier in the season. Now Arkansas used to be a top. 15 program in the country i think they got into the top 10 i think they were 10 at one point but now they're not no and texas and texas at that time when they played arkansas was a top 15 team it was a good matchup but now you look ahead and you have west virginia on the road who you think yeah i could i could win that one texas could win that one but also west virginia has kind of been sneaky good this season but then after that you have a seven and three kansas state team that Chris Kleiman has going and playing well. That is a scary game. And so t- you're looking here and saying Texas could finish either 4 and 8 or 5 and 7. There's a very high possibility. If you were to give me uh, if you were to ask me, does Texas finish They're finishing four and 5 eight, and 7. 5 and 7 or 6 and 6? They're finishing 4 and 8. They're not going up you to West Virginia and winning. Really? They're not doing that. Not without Bijan Robinson not after losing to Kansas at home. You Ooh. think those guys are motivated? You think they want to go to West Virginia? They need to. Be. They need to be West Virginia. There's no way they can. They they I look, man. The the intensity around this Texas program right now, going up to West Virginia, is as a is at an all time low, and then following that up with Kansas State coming to town. That's you awesome. You would think that they want to play good in front of their home crowd. I don't know how how many people are going to be at that game mm-hmm. if they lose to West Virginia this week. Uh, they lost to Kansas. If they lose to West Virginia, that Kansas State game, I don't see many people being there. That's interesting. I, I think they finish five and seven. I think they beat West Virginia, but then I don't think they get past Kansas. City, Give Nebraska so. one more win. Nebraska and Texas both four and eight. Let's go. Woo-hoo. <laughs> are, are Nebraska and Texas is Nebraska and Texas the same? Nebraska and Texas playing in the in the Big Twelve Toilet Bowl. Former Big Twelve Toilet Bowl. Former Big Twelve. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we are. Doing. We are firmly in the Big Ten. All right. Let's move on to Nebraska. I wanted to touch on Texas there because I thought that was interesting that the first caller that I listened to mentions Nebraska. References Nebraska. And talks about how he wants Nebraska and Texas to be nationally relevant. I was, well, I mean, if you're ref, if you're referencing Nebraska in a Texas call-in show, Nebraska hasn't been in the conference for over 10 <laughs> ne- years. Nebraska has National been. National relevance! Yeah, but he also said Nebraska's program is in shambles, which That's is... irrelevant. Alert. And <laughs> sets off alert. All right, let's, let's, let's focus our attention to Nebraska. They have Wisconsin coming, or they're traveling to Wisconsin this Saturday. Wisconsin's defense, they've, they've really figured it out on both sides of the ball. They've figured out Braylon Allen is a 17-year-old running back who reclassified and is very, very impressive. Braylon Allen, he's had to step up. We, we've mentioned it last week that they, uh, they, had a, they had a couple guys that were either dismissed or just left the program in the backfield. They had to replace some guys, and some guys stepped up. They're obviously, the offensive line is, is reliable like it always is with Wisconsin. Um, Chanel in the linebacking room is very impressive. Their defense in terms of scoring or total, either way, one of them ranks number one in the country ahead of Georgia, and then the other one is in the top five. I can't remember. I can look it up I would here say really total quick. defense because scoring defense is definitely still Georgia. This is, this they, is haven't given up, they haven't given up many points. This is an easy one. Scoring defense, yes. So scoring defense, Wisconsin ranks oh, wow. second. Okay, see, I was right. Second, allowing 14.6 points per game. While in total defense, Wisconsin ranks first, mm. allowing 211 yards per game. Georgia is second there, allowing 245 yards per game. Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. You do, Rico. Nice work. 
402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Hammond text line. Feel free to uh, put your thoughts in there. We'll get to them here in a second before we take a break. But this is where I kind of want to talk about Nebraska's red zone troubles and and put things into perspective. We've talked about it quite a bit. They can move the ball in between the 20s. However, when they get inside that red zone, they're halted. It's it's completely shut it's down. Stonewalled. It's, it's extremely conservative play calling. Um, it's it's running backs and it's trying to find something that works. I think they get I think they get stuck in between wanting to continue running the ball because that works really mm-hmm. well between the twenties and trying to you know keep the defense spread out. So if you need Adrian to run the ball, you can. So they're yeah. trying to decide if they want to bring in the big bodies and and pound it away with a running back, and if they can do that, or if they want to spread it out, and if Adrian can't find a throwing lane, he can use his legs. But with the fact that well, you know he's been injured these last couple of games, he's not really able to run like the Adrian of old. That that throws a wrench into your whole offense. You know, even between the twenties, because you have a guy who's extremely athletic and can get away from pressure and create things mm-hmm. with his legs, who also has a pretty accurate arm and a strong arm. Uh, where with the way the offensive line has been playing, he needs to create for himself. He needs to get out of the pocket, and he needs to extend plays. But when he can't run, he can't extend plays. He can't use his arm because he doesn't have enough time. As DP said before, the throwing the throwing windows are dirty. They're muddy. There's hands everywhere. There's helmets everywhere. And even if he sees somebody open, he goes to throw it. He The ball has been tipped at the line of scrimmage for Adrian Martinez so many times this mm-hmm. season. I don't, I don't know if that's a stat that somebody can go back and look up, but it's been... It's been disgusting how many times Adrian Martinez's passes have been tipped at the line of scrimmage because of the amount of pressure that the defense is is, is getting not directly into his face, but mm-hmm. just enough pressure where they can get their hands up and get and knock the ball away before it goes anywhere. Well, something that's interesting that you kind of talked about there, and we've we've mentioned it before, Adrian Martinez scrambling or uh, making a play with his feet has been Nebraska's best play, and that's why they've gone to it so often. Mm-hmm. What's interesting and something to think about or even ponder is it's a little worrisome if Nebraska's best play is running Adrian Martinez when he's 75% healthy. It's also pretty worrisome when the co- when the coaches come into the season saying that our main goal is to – well, not their main goal, but their goal is to not utilize Adrian Martinez's legs as much mm-hmm. as they have in the past. And immediately and throughout this season you have seen – Adrian Martinez's legs are still the best weapon this offense has. And and that's it's a little concerning, like we mentioned, when he's not fully healthy and they're still having to do that mm-hmm. to go to that to find any sorts of offense. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman Text Line, feel free to call in there. We do have uh Chris on the line, so we'll get to him before we kind of dive into the red zone even more. Chris, what's on your mind, man? And Chris is gone. That might be Chris on uh no, that was that was it. I don't know. Oh, all right, Chris. Is Chris, gone. call back, please. Call back, Chris. So no, Chris. All right, let's uh let's head into the red zone. Some statistics that I kind of um, dug up over the weekend. So right now, Nebraska currently ranks 102nd in the country in terms of red zone offense. They've scored points, not just touchdowns, just total points, in only 77 percent of their red zone trips. 28 touchdowns and six field goals. So that's uh. 34 out of 44 mm-hmm. possessions in the red zone. Now, if you want to add on to this, 
you can even talk about the missed field goals that when there's twenty uh, when they're at the twenty one yard line or farther back. And there's been a couple. There's been quite a few. So where are they sandwiched between? South Alabama, mm. who is five and five in the Sun Belt, and Temple, who is three and seven overall and tenth in the American Athletic Conference. Sounds about right. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's, it's kind of interesting. Unfortunately, that sounds about right. No, the, the lack of field goal kicking has stifled Nebraska's offense in the red zone as mm-hmm. well. Because when you don't have a reliable field goal kicker, maybe you feel like you have to take more chances, or you you I I don't understand the con, con, being so conservative when you don't have a reliable field goal kicker. Although maybe they have more confidence in him in them than than we do, and I I wouldn't really understand that, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe you take more chances, and that leads to you know you getting into fourth down situations even faster uh, and and farther back again with the Adrian not being able to use his legs. Maybe he gets sacked. The running backs get tackled behind the line behind a behind a porous offensive line. So it's just everything everything that that can go wrong does go wrong when Nebraska gets in the red zone because they can't figure out a way to get points not from touchdowns but from field from from field goals. Well, and and a little bit of a side note here, Scott Frost said today in his in his presser that Chase Contreras will stay the starter at at kicker. So, um despite him having some troubles, he's going to stay at kicker. However, back to the red zone, here's here's the weird part and we we've, we've talked about it before also in total offense, Nebraska's 16th in the country. And this is this is their sandwich that are smashed between Fresno State, who is second in the Mountain West Conference and eight and three overall, and Oklahoma, who is tied for first in the Big Twelve with Oklahoma State and nine and one overall. Now, this is where there's that disconnect, and it's not only touchdowns, and it all kind of loops back together, and it all kind of circles. Um, and it connects the circle, connects the dots, if you want to say it that way, when you transfer those teams, Oklahoma and, and Fresno State, into their red zone. Oklahoma, red zone offense. They have a reliable kicker. Second in the country, they score on 98% of their red zone trips. Not just touchdowns, huh. but just points. Yeah, I've granted, that, that kicker hasn't missed. Granted, that's the Big 12, where the defenses aren't as high quality of defense as the Big Ten, but they're still scoring points on 98% of their red zone trips. They rank second in the country, while Fresno is 54th in the country. So not not as great of a, of a statistic there for Fresno. But what's Fresno. the percentage of, of their success? Uh, I didn't write that down. Oh, that's fine. I have 54th, 57th in the country. That's still, that's still mm-hmm. considering there's you know 100 and whatever well, schools, 57 is still pretty damn good. Well, and, and especially when you're sitting there at Nebraska and you're you're ranking 102nd, while Fresno's 54th. 54th would be pretty nice right now. I think Nebraska fans can agree five and five would be okay right now, <laughs> which is what Fresno is. Or excuse me, Fresno's eight and three. Eight and three. South Alabama's five and five. Be great. Eight and three would be happy. We'd we'd love eight and three. Well, it'd be eight and eight and two or seven and three because Nebraska's only played ten games. Maybe not talking about red zone struggles. I mean, it does. It does come back, you know, in the red zone. It. it, I don't want to put this all on the kicker, but it kind of comes back to that special teams unit where, if your kicker, if you have a reliable kicker like Ohio State does, uh, you know, you can maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe take more chances, maybe take less chances, and just like, ah, you know, worst comes to worst, we'll get three points out of this. He's not going to miss. Well, and another thing that you have to think about is in certain moments in games, 
if Nebraska could have been could have jumped out to a three to nothing lead, if if Nebraska could have you know kept on um, just tacking on, you don't never you never know what that does for your offense going forward in the game. Mm-hmm. How many times has Nebraska missed an opportunity to be down seven to three or th- go up three to zero in a game, and it's been a missed field goal? That's that's the whole point of this. Is it's not just touchdowns, which that's a problem in their own right is finding the end zone when you're in the red zone. Mm-hmm. However, it's also just field goal, and it's it's converting on, on those chip shots. We saw what it did for Nebraska at Oklahoma. They were down 7-0 to after a long, stressful, um, intense offensive possession from Oklahoma, and Connor Culp comes back and hits a 51-yarder in, at Oklahoma. To pull it in between seven to three, and that's where the that's where the game was mm-hmm. at the at the end of the half. I mean, the momentum that you gain from from a long drive or just some big plays, getting down into the red zone or getting close, getting into field goal range, mm-hmm. and and kicking the field goal, making the field goal, is is exponential. Like it's fantastic because it can, that can energize your defense into getting a stop. That can energize your offense into you know going back down and maybe finishing it off with a touchdown. But when you expend all of that energy and all of that all of that moxie and everything that you have, and you get the crowd into it, driving down the field, and then you miss the field goal. The air just leaves everybody. It's just so somber because you're just like, we did all of that work. We we, we moved the ball. We, We were pushing piles. We were getting great catches and all this, and we went wide left. Yeah, you're absolutely, absolutely right. All right, so I think we have Chris back. 402-464-5685. 402-464-5685. Chris, what's on your mind, man? Hey, guys. Great show. Appreciate well, it. Why, why aren't Austin Allen, Omar, Allen, Omar Manning, and, and Xavier Betts and their big receivers in the playbook in the red zone? Mm-hmm. I'm, why, the tight end should have eight to ten touchdowns. Yeah, you're um, absolutely... I mean, Omar that was, should have a handful of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That They're would, not even considered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- thanks for the call, Chris. We appreciate it. And that's what, something that we mentioned going into the season was that you have two guys. Obviously, Vokalek's not the the best pass catcher. He's more of a run blocker or just blocker in general. But even then, he's still, got, and, he's still pretty good at catching the ball. Yeah, he's capable. We saw it once again, Oklahoma. We saw him catch that big one, not necessarily in the red zone, but he's a big body target. And then you look at Austin Allen, and he's been involved in the game a little bit more over the last couple weeks. But yet, you would have liked to have seen it earlier on in the season. Mm-hmm. And you, you see Chancellor Brewington convert to tight end and be able to block some or stuff some guys at the in goal here. line, which is impressive. In there for that Adrian Martinez run every yeah, time. Everybody knows it's coming. When Chancellor that's, Brewington comes in the see, game, you know the play. And that's what Nebraska needs to get to or stay with, is that everybody knew if they had watched a Nebraska game, everybody knew that when Chancellor Brewington came in and Nebraska was inside the five-yard line, that's what they're doing. Yeah. And they still couldn't stop Nebraska. And that's what you want. That's the identity that everybody's Bingo. been looking for is this is the play we're going to run. You know we're going to run this play. Try and stop us. Yeah. We don't think you can. And, and they've run it so many times, and it's been extremely successful just about every single time. And I'm like with the Austin Allen and Omar Manning and Travis Vokalek, you know, the tight ends and everything, I'm not saying they're not involved in, in the play calling. I'm sure. I'm sure they have play calls mm-hmm. for these guys. I just don't know how much – and, you know, it hurts me to say, I don't know how much they trust Adrian to throw into the smaller windows in the red zone, even to the bigger-bodied guys. Yeah, we're uh, we're quite a bit late. Let's take a break. When we come back, Paul says this on the text line, need a running game to have red zone success. 
Interesting point, Paul. We'll talk about that next on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.